restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are live-ish on the Information Super Highway Glorious Time Zone to you all. What a game of football it was, Tess. What a game of football. Yeah, they kicked the they kicked the ball with their feet. They put and... in a shift. A shift. Yeah. The game ebbed and flowed to either end, and you know, it's coming home for sure. One team won, another team did not win. But there was a definitely a performance. <laughs> that's for sure the boys put yes. in a performance yes that that moment when that thing oof. what else oof. that tackle though and the referee can't believe it ludicrous scenes ludicrous decision right at the end but the boys put in a shift it ebbed and yeah. flowed what a performance football wins exactly congratulations wins. to world cup times <laughs> congratulations to the team that has progressed further <laughs> and it, it was a result there we go yeah. it was a result it was the result we were all looking for uh so as you're listening to this you might think what are they this talking could age about? very badly yes but... <laughs> i know we are recording this uh on sunday afternoon uh normally we are live with ministry of slam on uh sunday evening but our normal live time is when england are kicking off to play senegal in the world cup of soccer ball uh, so we have decided to pre-record Ministry of Slam this week because I doubt anyone would come and watch us live tonight when England are playing in a World Cup. This is a kickoff exactly the same time it's supposed to be live. So uh, there we go. So pre-recorded Ministry of Slam. So thank you everyone for checking out this pre-recorded MOS. It's going to be pretty much exactly the same show except we won't have calls or a chat room uh, here. But uh, we're going to do the, all the week's wrestling news. All of uh, this week in wrestling history, no calls via Zoom, and uh, <laughs> and looking into a lot of the wrestling topics of the week. But before we get to that, how have you been, Tez? You've been all right? Been good, man. Been good. Um, I've been doing a bit of prep work for this coming week's um, Ministry of Horror. Yeah. Uh, watching some films by David Cronenberg, who, uh, who we're going to be discussing. And I'll tell you what. They're weird. <laughs> I started watching his new film, which I'm going to be reviewing, called Crimes of the Future. Right. Um, I don't think you'd like it, Law. I'm not entirely sure what I think of it so far, and I've had to. I've watched it in, in about three sittings, and I'm still only about 45 minutes into it. So it's not. Zyra, there's not the phrase the Cron like Cronenberg's like the monsters he puts in, like the fly. Is there mm. like that's not a thing, or is that in every sort of film he does? No, no, he. He did a lot of kind of creature features like mucky body horror in the 70s and 80s, but then he did a lot of sci fi films, right? Um, and sort of more straightforward dramas. He directed, I don't know if you've seen them, uh, History of Violence yeah. and Eastern Promises, which are there's no mucky monsters in that, right? Uh, th this one's all about um, people having uh, it's like performance art. But they're have they're having operations done in front of a crowd, oh. and it's like an art exhibition. Wow, it's weird. It's so weird. That does sound weird. There's... Yeah, tell what it also is weird. We're literally days away from going to Iceland, Meryl Me. Do you know what they've got in Reykjavik? Where we're going? What's, what's that? Gle GX Glen knows a penis museum. Oh, they've got pickled penises. A museum full of pickled penises. What? What? Not of what humans, happened? of animals. <laughs> Right. and uh, there might be human ones as well I, I might go but i'm not sure if it's if it's like 
if 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 I'm paying for a paying um paying to see penis. pickled animal penis, um does that make it not vegan? Am I condoning that? Is it ethical? Um, There's the ethical I mean, situation if, there for me on that front. You, maybe you need to inquire at the front desk if they passed away from natural causes. Yes. Uh, you know, these these weren't maimed penis, were they? This is, this is an old man horse. This is a really old elderly horse's penis here. Uh. <laughs> it's ginormous. Don't, don't lie to me. I can tell that's a... That's you know that that horse was in its early twenties when that yeah. piece was cut off. Yeah, so I need to. Well, I might go. Be a bit weird, but join the Discord for photo <laughs> updates. I'll post up pictures of uh, potential pickled animal penises in the Discord. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> I can't believe they've got that. That's really weird. Why would you go to the? Well, we might go. Who knows? We've got seven days there, Tez. See the wow. Aurora Borealis, uh, and then we can go to the Penis Museum. Such such, yeah. such excitement here. We go to Reykjavik. But yeah, man, it's going to be good. Uh, looking forward to, uh, got a few weeks. What The scheduling going into December, MOS uh, community listeners, is we're going to do this pre-recorded show uh, now. And this is for the Ministry of Slam side of things. Going to do this pre-recorded show here out on the podcast, out on the YouTube. Uh, please do give us five stars if you're listening on the podcast. On any of the platforms you're listening to, it really does help us out. We actually had a few reviews go up this week. And you can see the the actual growth uh, chart. I just showed Ted before we went uh, live recording. It's, it's, it does really helps out that algorithm. You don't even have to write anything. You just click the stars. It really helps out, guys, if you're listening yeah. to it on any. And that's across all of the shows. It just really, really helps us out. So we're going to do Ministry of Slam uh, recorded tonight. Then we'll have Ministry of Slam live uh, next Sunday on um, the 11th of December, which will go out in the podcast feed. And then on the 18th, when I'm in, in Reykjavik, we are going to have a bumper episode of Ministry of Slam at the pre-recorded show, which will be the best of the year. And we've got members of the MOS community with uh, Crimson Mel, uh, a classic Martin uh, Mathers will be on the show. And we will also have um, uh, Berkeley's and Dave from Turner Years and me and Tez giving our best of the year at votes. And then the Christmas week, we will also then go to into our worst of the year to bring you down. You've opened up your presents, you've had your wine, you've had your mince pies, you've had your Christmas pudding. And then you're like, I want to make myself feel terrible. And you question why I'm a wrestling fan. And we're going to go to our worst of the year. So uh, we're going to have a bumper bumper episodes of Ministry of Slam at the end of the year for the best and the worst of the year. So lots of more Ministry of Slam. And Tez has got lots for MOH as well coming up this this mm-hmm. year as well, Tez, haven't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So Plenty it's all, more. It's all, very, it's all very exciting. So thank you very much for all the support you guys have given us this this year across all this uh, MOS network. Uh it's been good good times. It's a bit strange not do, it's, for me. This is completely different, Tez. It's like when I do the do these shows with Martin. I don't have to monitor anything. I can just talk. Often I'm, <laughs> I'm I think my brain capacity is very limited. Uh, and sometimes when I have to monitor the stream and the chat room and things like that, I, my brain can't handle it very much. So, but now I'm just talking to you. It's great. I don't, yeah. <laughs> my brain is very limited, Tez. I've got a limited brain. <laughs> but I'm sure listeners of this show. And people who've uh, frequented anything I've done realise. Uh, <laughs> talking about people <laughs> with limited brains, congratulations to Crimson Mouth for not uh, for not having a limited brain and mm. releasing a book. So uh, our good buddy Crimson Mouth from Unexplained uh, Possibilities, Unexplained Side of Slam, and he's been on Ministry of Horror and all these um, other shows we do. Big member of the community he has released a book, uh, So Strange Times. It's out on Amazon now. You can get it. I, it was released on Wednesday. I ordered it. And the physical paperback copy arrived at my house on Friday here in the UK. And he lives in California. So that's really, really cool. So go and check it out. Crimson Mouse book, Show Strange Times. I just think that's so cool he released the book, mate. Yeah, I, had to, I had to give that a plug. 
Very inspiring, uh, isn't it? It is. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, congratulations, Crimson Mel. Uh, and I look forward to reading that when I'm on the plane to Iceland. It'll be good. Good times. So, uh, should we get into the news, Tess? Let's get into the news. Let's get into the news. It is the news. It's the news, Tess. It's time for the wrestling news. CM Punk still under AEW contract, ready and willing to move to his next project. Dave Meltzer addressed the latest on Punk's AEW status in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, noting the former world champion is still under contract and being paid by the promotion. Punk, as of the weekend, was still under contract to AEW and being paid, and those close to him say the holdup on his being released is all on the AEW side as he's ready and willing to move on to his next project, Meltzer wrote. Following the November 23rd Dynamite from Chicago, there was some speculation that the elite mocking punk referencing All Out in their match was teasing a future punk v. elite angle. However, it was also noted in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that those close to the situation say there is no chance of that happening. According to a report from Sportskeeda, Punk is still expected to be included in the AEW Fight Forever video game. A release date for the game still has not been made public. And the story continues of CM Punk and AEW. I just think months later, all of it's such a shame because he was yeah. quite a big part of the show of AEW and all this happening, I think it's a shame. And I just wish it didn't happen because it's a shame for wrestling fans. And if you don't feel like that, I think that's, that is a shame. I mean, it's it's one of the potentially the most notable returns, return years for a wrestler like ever like he had banger programs yeah great matches i mean you can always make little arguments for either side and all that stuff um and yeah i mean if this is the end of him wrestling i mean who knows where he goes if he goes to wwe or if this is you know he's not gonna go to impact let's be honest um if this is the end of him wrestling then it is kind of a shame how it how it all went down but um in the end but it's just a weird time, isn't it? Um, I think it's a shame, dude, because he was, he, like you say, he was such a big part of that show. And he was great on the mic, that feud of MGF, the 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 matches mm-hmm. were, were good wrestling matches. Yeah, he's not like a flip-flopping around wrestler, but he does good, he done good wrestling matches, man, and they had good stories in them. And the crowd loved it, and they popped, and they were always hoping for that punk heel turn as well in AEW, which, which, yeah. which we, never we never got, got. potentially. Yeah. Uh, I would. I hope they can sort it out. I'm not sure they will. I think it's a real shame. Um, and the fact he's in the game as well, I suppose that's quite cool. I'm glad he's not out of the game. I'm not worried. Mm. I think that's cool. I'm, I'm going to get that game. I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's cool he's in the game. Weird that we don't have an official release date yet. It and I think weird. it was initially reported. I think uh, I remember at first here in December, but then I think the more recent one was February. But I mean, we are now two and a bit months away and we still don't have a release date which is a bit because there's been a lot of adverts yeah you know, yeah they began to town about it i mean ign which you know uh, is the biggest games reviewing company in in the world uh they've got loads of content up there about uh the new AEW game so it's quite strange there's all this promotion for it and there's no actual release release for it at all uh, yeah i don't know why they're doing that for but i'm looking forward to it to play a different wrestling i've not bought a we game for years um so i'm looking forward to playing a different a different 
engine of a wrestling game. And if it is like the the Warzone, uh, no, not Warzone, the No Mercy, uh, WCW NWA Revenge style game, that'd be brilliant because those games were so good, such mm. good memories of them. Like it was the first games where you had like Rey Mysterio couldn't couldn't body slam the uh, the giant. Uh, it was yeah. great. It always disappointed me. Hulk Hogan never did the leg drop though. He was the bad guy Hulk Hogan. Then they've done the eye poke. I was like, this sucks. What a <laughs> shitty move for Hulk Hogan. Uh, it'd be cool, man. It's good to have a good, good, um, a good main like top quality wrestling game coming out that isn't WWE. Because yeah. I was saying last night we were playing River City Girls on on uh, on Twitch, me and I was thinking, oh man, it'd be good if they made a pixel art wrestling game. And I know they did retro. Mm-hmm. Wrestle was it like WrestleFest retro retro main yeah, wrestling? Yeah, I never played it. It wasn't very good, it, but if they made one like like a pixel art wrestling game that was a bit detailed in the fighting, would be quite cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, Punk, it's a shame. It's a shame, dude. I think I don't think if you don't think it's a shame, um, you got to think it's a shame, man. It's, I mean, unless he goes to the Fed, and it's some amazing stories there. I don't want to see him in the Fed. I I mean I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it because I mean he did some of his I mean I've I've not seen much of of any of his uh, Ring of Honor stuff but I mean he did I became a fan of him when he was in the Fed yeah. uh, that's kind of where I've got most of my my memories from and you could say it's a different time but then at the same point the Fed's kind of been the same for quite a while with little dips and uh, and peaks in um in quality yeah uh would he go there i don't know i wouldn't want to say never say never because money talks and who knows um but i hope that this isn't the end of him in wrestling because i think he has still got some some miles left in him even if it's predominantly on the microphone i mean there's not many close to him no there's not still and you know even if he is in the fed maybe it'd be more of a special event situation but let's go to saudi arabia god <laughs> I mean, yeah. If if he, I, I think it may even kind of suit him to be doing one of those things where he wrestles just at the pay per views and the odd, the odd event. Like maybe yeah. not so much to the extreme for Brock Lesnar, um, you know, thing. But who knows? Who knows? We shall see. Speaking of Brock Lesnar, I saw that it popped up on uh, Kurt Angle's podcast that Kurt, before Brock went back to the Fed in 2012, I believe it was when he went against Cena. Mm. Uh, it says that Brock called Kurt Angle up and said, "Look, can you get him into TNA? Um, how much they paying you, Kurt?" Kurt said, "How much he's getting paid?" And then Brock said, "If you can get me close to that, I'll come to TNA." And Kurt told the TNA um, people, you know, Dixie and whoever was in charge of all the money, and they said, "We're not paying him that." Wow! And he went to WWE. Unbelievable! Can you imagine Brock Lesnar in TNA. Yeah, I mean that would have been when Hulk Hogan was there. Probably all their money was tied up with Hogan. Yeah, and Spike. <laughs> I mean. I guess if you listen to the Bischoff podcast, it's uh, he says about how Spike paid for a lot of their contracts and things. But you think they would have definitely gone for Brock Lesnar there? Unbelievable! If that's true, I mean, you never know. It's Kurt Angle's podcast, and mm. there's no <laughs> there's no definites there. But man, Brock Lesnar in, in TNA in 2012 going against uh, Aces and Eights. <laughs> <Aces. laughs> <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Shark Boy. Yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. Brock Lesnar versus Abyss. And Abyss has Hulk Hogan's Hulkamania power. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Let me rub it. I've got the ring. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Impact, Tez. Yeah. Let's go for it. The next one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Young returning to WWE as latest Impact run ends. Former two-time Impact World Champion and three-time Impact Tag Team Champion Eric Young is returning to WWE per a Thursday report from PW Insider. 
Young was written off in storyline on Thursday's impact on Access, where he appeared to be killed by fellow Violent by Design member Dina in a vignette taped in a prison. The two men were fighting over a shiv when Young urged Dina to eliminate the sickness, and that while he was the designer of Violent by Design, Dina was the design. Young first spent time in WWE from 2016 to 2020, with most of it spent leading the Sanity faction in NXT, winning their tag team titles in the process. Eventually caught up to the main roster, the group was disbanded over time, and Young was relegated to mainly having matches on WWE main event. He was released in April 2020 as part of the company's pandemic cuts. That same year, Young returned to Impact, where he spent the previous 12 years making a surprise, surprise appearance at Slammiversary and regaining the company's top title a few months later. He formed the VBD faction that he led for the nearly the full duration of his return. Did you see this, Tez? Mr. Price has posted it in the Discord. I've not, I've not actually watched, yeah, stupid. heard about it. What, what, ridiculous. Arrest that man. He just killed someone. This is when wrestling goes ridiculous. I can't, I can't. This is stupid. Stupid. Like, how can they have a guy who's supposed to have, have murdered someone, that's why that person's not there anymore, then have wrestling matches? It kind of reminds me of uh, with Impact when Abyss had uh, Janice, that two by four with nails sticking out of it. It's like, come on. That's that's cr- that's silly. That is now... We're, I mean, barbed wire around a baseball bat is one yeah. thing. But a, a shiv... Being shivved in prison they're, or having a two by four with nails sticking out of oh, it. Oh, it's stupid. They're literally sitting on a desk together, and that uh, Eric Young's going, "Oh, you know, would you do anything to to el- el- eliminate the sickness? Yeah, would you do anything to eliminate the sickness?" And uh, Cody Dean is like, "I'll do anything. It, well, eliminate the sickness." Eric Young says, "It's my Eric Young impression." And uh, <laughs> eliminate the sickness. And then uh, they just fight over the shiv, and then. He's got a, like, Cody is on top of Eric Young going to punch him, and the shivers just to the right of them. And Eric Young goes, Eliminate the sickness! Eliminate the sickness! And he allows himself to get stabbed. It's utterly stupid. Stupid. You can't watch that and be sick. I know it's like, oh, it's, 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 it's not real. I know it's not real. It's stupid, though. Wrestling's supposed to be about, you know, going for wrestling. But how can you have Mickey James having a final match at the event with a potential murderer wrestling in the previous match in storyline? None of it makes sense. Utterly rubbish. No wonder. And, and also the big sign up with the, the zone as well. What was that going on? The eight pound, is it a month? To impact, well, you can get it in the UK month. now. And it's eight ninety nine a month to uh, watch it on the zone. Have you got the zone? No, I've never heard of it. Yeah, so Barrow was going to sign up for the zone to watch impact because he thought it was free, but you got to pay eight ninety nine a month to watch impact on the zone and you don't get the pay-per-views. That's not great. There's no one going to do that for impact. I mean, when it's, outpricing well it's priced more than aew which is yeah. arguably the bigger promotion like easily it's a little bit like i know I you mean, get other stuff on the zone i think boxing and mma mma and a few things like that, but you get a lot of other stuff on aew as well mm, i mean yeah. like you know aw plus not very good mate uh not the i don't i don't particularly see that as a great uh business venture for tna here in the uk I, or impact i guess if the money behind this deal leads to them being able to have you know kind of bigger bigger audiences because i know that they have improved their uh their kind of area layout you know the ring and the titantrons and all that that has improved over the last couple of years because there was a point where it was just like they were filming in bars it looked like yeah what has happened to, to impact 
so the production from what i've seen does seem to have improved but at the same point it's very glaring when you've basically got about 10 more people than you'd have in a the bt sport arena that was empty you know for for nxt uk yeah when you've got one line one row of audience uh seemingly it's not good and i think part of watching wrestling is the atmosphere the crowd. The crowd yeah we talked about it at um at uh, war games where kind of a bit of a distraction at times was the crowd being really kind of quite quiet or just murmuring away yeah you need that like that buzz because that also affects affects you know kind of the viewing so annoying that it's it's costing what it does but hopefully this means that they're getting some form of cash injection and they can do the necessary steps to kind of make it look better i guess we'll find out we'll find out i'm not going to be paying 8.99 a month to watch uh impact wrestling to watch a man get shivved to death yeah just watch sons of anarchy again yeah or 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 daredevil there's a lot of shivving going on in that it's all this all this shivin lark yeah what's it called a shiv that's a stupid name for a thing that goes around I mean, we, I talked about with uh, with Mel on this because there's a shiv in that new horror game I was playing on Friday, uh, right. the Callista Protocol. Uh, you use a shiv to shank someone, I think is the correct term. Because I was saying, what's what's a shiv and what's a, sh- a shank? Like, what's, what's the difference? Right. I don't know why it's called a shiv. Um, but yeah, you shiv, you shank someone with a shiv. I thought a shiv, shiv sounds like a dance. You, you like the Maybe... latest dance move, the shiv. Maybe you dance while you're doing it. I don't know. I don't know dance what they do away. in prisons. Oh, I didn't do that. <laughs> I don't know what happens in yeah. prisons. Well, what happens to Cody Diener after he's stabbed? You know, they were locked in that prison room by themselves, right? What were they in prison for? I got no idea. Uh, so they're in prison. What happened to Cody Diener after? Sorry, the security guard's like, look, mate, you're in prison. You're gonna get. You're gonna get life now. You've just murdered a man. No, this, this guy he's gonna go himself. for the World Tag Team Championships instead. Sorry, that completely ruins the suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't imagine there's many uh, many views that, of uh, of impact that are going to be upset by that. No, uh, Eric uh, Young in WWE, that'd be good. Uh, do you know what? With uh, Eric Young, he's one of those guys. Like I, I quite liked Sanity. Yeah. Um, for what what they did in NXT, I mean, they're pretty much an afterthought since they went to the main roster. Eric Young is one of those guys that has always been kind of highly regarded but i've got to be honest i've i've never seen it i've never watched an eric young match and been like oh wow or, or promo or anything there's he's just one of those guys and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna talk bad about him like i do uh wheelie utah um <laughs> but it's just it's one of those things where i i don't see it yeah i, I don't i don't see the appeal myself what about you are you a fan um no not not as a wrestler <laughs> But I think when we met him, he was a nice guy. Earlier up in March, April, we went up to London and met him. I mean, he was the Impact Tag Champion. He was nice. Nice guy, you know. But as a wrestler, I don't know. I like the crazy side of him. I like him being a bit bit, a bit crazy and getting you know, fully into that sanity. And even Violent by Design, the idea of that's quite cool. I mean, you know, and, and the story, like, you are, you know, I am the violence, you are the, you are the design. That's kind of cool, but just don't do murder. Um, that That's cool. But yeah, what would he do in WWE? Unless he's part of some sort of faction. He's never going to be a leader of something, is he? Although he was a leader of Sanity and the other one. But they just seem so low down the totem pole. Maybe we're going yeah. to NXT. Maybe this is one of those first signings in NXT that isn't a younger worker. Yeah, maybe. He'd do quite well maybe. there. Yeah. yeah. Bring back some form of Sanity. He goes against Bron Breaker. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be quite cool. And he'd be a good, good, um, experienced worker to go with Bron Breaker as well. As long as they don't stick him in, uh, whatever Joe Gacy's group's called, the schism, the, the oh, dire no, yeah, no. crap. Don't do that. No, no. But yeah, um, be interesting where he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. We'll find out. Moving on. Speculation continues regarding William Regal's future in AEW. One of wrestling's most interesting and unanswered stories currently is the future of William Regal. Uh, in recent days, there's been speculation that Regal is returning to WWE in some kind of backstage executive role, given his past connection to WWE's Paul Triple H Levesque. That speculation caught social media fire after Levesque tweeted a montage of Regal saying, War Games! on Saturday during Survivor Series. At this point, Regal is believed to still be under AEW contract, but the length of the deal is the main question, which neither Regal or AEW's Tony Khan have publicly commented on. Ooh, uh, Regal. Seems like he's leaving AEW after he got punched in the back of the head with brass knuckles on Dynamite. What do you think, Tez? Um, it's. I mean, it's a shame if he if he goes because he has been entertaining I mean I've heard these reports that apparently he had a clause in his contract if Triple H goes into power then he can leave AEW and I think what? that just sounds, that like sounds ridiculous that sounds like utter nonsense like rest, you know dirt sheet writers that are like yeah I'm in the know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know what in, what's in someone's contract I mean I don't talk about contracts um, but yeah I, I think it was it was a cool segment and I think it it made sense because MGF's a heel. Yeah. Why wouldn't he still hold a grudge? You know, enlist and work with uh, with this man to then still just say, "Look, I don't need you. Uh, I'm going to do something despicable." Um, Explain the diamond as well. Didn't use a diamond ring. Use the brass knuckles. Explained it. It's great. Explained it. Good storytelling. I liked it. What do you think of the uh, Burberry belt? Looks disgusting, but that's what's the point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess the the faceplate and uh, and all those bits and bobs and the main belt is the same. It's just the, it's was one of those things where until he mentioned that it was Burberry at first, I was just thinking, is it just like tan leather or something? Isn't really... Burberry like chav stuff over here? Yeah, I've always thought uh, it Burberry's was chavy. not classy, is it? Burberry is like the chavy thing, isn't it? Like Burberry's where they got the head hats peaked up yeah. like that with their socks, uh, their their trackies tucked into their socks. So it's MJF the king of the chavs. All right, gobshite. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> it's not yeah, something to wear. I don't wear Burberry. I wouldn't go out wearing Burberry. I think, oh, what's people laughing I, at me? I can't say I see people wearing Burberry and think, oh, man, they, they must have a few Classy. Classy. No. Classy. Yeah, you normally think, probably got that off the back of a back of a truck. Yeah, watch out. He's probably got some tellies in the back of his van. With, yeah. With no insides in the tellies selling it for 50 quid. <laughs> Yeah, could well be. But could Regal, well be. Going, what do you think? Regal going back to the Fed to take over NXT? Or I think, I think coming out of this, realistically, it's a shame for AEW. I think they've been stupid letting him go. Whether he's backstage working with the younger guys, he seems like he's done well in NXT, or being on telly, he's, he's been pretty good. At Regal, and to let him now go back to the Fed is a silly mistake. Yeah. Uh, it... <laughs> Odd one. It's 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 an odd one. I mean, I think it seems as though Blackpool Combat Club probably done. They've kind of seemed mm. to seem to have all kind of gone off doing their own things. Um, I d- I don't know where he would go next in AEW. I mean, I guess maybe a sign with someone if he was staying, a sign with someone to go against MJF. I mean, it wouldn't be Moxley because of him betraying. I don't know. Maybe Daniel Bryan. But um, if he went back to WWE. I don't know. Would he 
do you reckon they bring him into some sort of authority role on the main roster? Because um, I guess it, it kind of feels like the NXT stuff. It's NXT is in a very different Shawn place Michael to where situation, it was. Isn't it, Shawn Michaels, yeah. Um, wherever he goes is going to be entertaining. Um, I guess we're just not going to, for at least a while, get any more. Oh, Excalibur, you scrummy, scrummy man. I'd like yeah. to cover you in rose petals and just eat you up. I like, like that. I should do that. <laughs> it's very weird, but it's funny. It was funny. funny. It's interesting. And it is. It's a shame, I think, if AEW let him go. But then if he's back on Fed and if Triple H and Charles puts him in a good role, it means good wrestling fans win. See him over in the Fed. It's not a bad thing, maybe, is it? Maybe Excalibur just went to HR and said, look, I don't feel <laughs> yeah. safe in the work environment. <laughs> I've yeah. got this seemingly predator sat next to me. <laughs> Um, right, yeah. But we'll see where he ends up going. <laughs> we'll see where he goes. WWE's Robert Roode undergoes spinal fusion surgery. Uh, WWE's Robert Roode has undergone spinal fusion <laughs> yes. surgery. Roode, who's been out of action since June of this year, announced on his Instagram account Friday that he has had surgery on his cervical spine fusing the C5 C6 vertebrae. Unbelievable. That sounds like a massive uh, operation. Last time he was in uh, on screen was the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal in April. Um, so he's not wrestled since then on telly. Do you think we'll see him back? That seems like a massive operation. That does seem big. That does seem big. Um, I mean, it's it, it's kind of a shame that he's been out injured during this time because he is one of those guys who, um, you know, was big news in NXT and seemingly on the main roster. It's just kind of floated and been there and the dirty dogs yeah. tag team and all that stuff so here's someone that since triple h um taken over it would have been interesting if we'd have got back to glorious yeah having, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Sort of feuding for the mid-tier belts um yeah i mean is this a similar sort of surgery to what randy, randy Orton recently had yeah well. I mean, that sounds massive i mean if these people have made enough money in their careers maybe not robert rude so much compared to a randy orton but you wouldn't want to you're putting that at risk would you going back to wrestling shows how much damage wrestling does to you again i'm still oh, glad yeah. i've retired have you decided whether you're gonna retire? i think i've got another i think in the new year i'll probably reassess okay. um you know my uh my status right um as a professional athlete but at the moment i'm still i'm still active be in the careful, Shaftesbury though, wrestling scene it sounds like it's a very dangerous uh sport to be involved in but get well soon robert rude hopefully we see you mm. back and if we don't yeah, yeah. You know, thank you for your career, former TNA champion, Tez. Doesn't sound like with this sort of injury, we'll see um, one of my favourite moves that Robert Roode does, which I always thought looked badass. He did this um, top rope blockbuster. Yeah. Where you sort of jump and grab their neck and sort of flipping over. I always thought that looked awesome, but uh, I can't imagine after that sort of surgery, you're going to be wanting to do things like that. I don't know. No. And when he went up to WWE as well, he looked jacked, wasn't he? He was jacked compared to his TNA yeah. run. Super jacked, Robert Roode. Flipping heck. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Needs to grow the mullet back. Yeah. And, uh, or, I mean, I think if he was able, when he when he's able to come back, one of those fancy booking things, I don't know what the status is with uh, James Storm. Give us a WWE beer money. Yeah, a little mini beer money run. Cool. Yeah. People yeah. would love that, wouldn't it? That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of tag teams, the acclaimed versus FTR tag team title match set for AEW Dynamite. This Wednesday, we'll see AEW Tag Team Champions, The Acclaimed, defend against multi-promotional title holders, FTR, who will finally get a shot at regaining the titles they lost nearly a year ago. Now, FTR are going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. 
in January. So, what do you think, Tez? Do you think you're going to get FTR go over to uh, Wrestle Kingdom as AEW champions? Or will they claim BFTR? Or will it be a schmoz and Jarrett and Leaf will get involved? They're making them a proper tag team now. Have you seen? They're on Rampage. Ridiculous. I just... Uh, this is uh, like polar opposite of what AEW should have been. Yeah. Having Jeff Jarrett wrestle. Jeff Jarrett coming out as a mouthpiece for someone and having the odd occasional match, maybe. It's quite good. It, it was too early with him at full gear. Maybe like six mm. months time builds up to some feud where he loses to some younger guy, like a jungle boy. You know, he plays the Christian role, like with jungle, yeah. something like that would, would have been fully acceptable. But having Jarrett now in the tag team division, <laughs> I can't believe it. I mean, I, I'd said, I'd said previously that I really lose interest when I see the stable with, you know, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dirt and Satnang saying, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just, they it's terrible don't interest me at all. I always sort of think, oh, fuck, so do I, do I start skipping this bit? I don't know. I haven't skipped, but, um, but then adding Jeff Jarrett to it, like I like, I like Jeff Jarrett, yeah. but I've never been a huge Jarrett fan. He doesn't increase me liking that group. So them now, getting involved in in the tag team scene they're they're one of those groups that i would rather rather they go on to darker elevation so i don't have to watch them i mean i think Jarrett could have been like i said used in a great role with jungle boy like ricky starks some younger guy comes out wallops him with a guitar oh my god jeff Jarrett's here and then it's a feud of jeff Jarrett versus ricky starks or someone and they end up beating Jarrett, and then Jarrett disappears for ages that would have been yeah. quite cool. And it builds up. Jarrett gets a load of guys around him. And I don't know. Just something like that could have been fun. But not this putting Jarrett in the tag team division. That's, that's and, bananas. And the, that's terrible. Tag, but I can't believe they're doing it. The tag, as, as well, the tag team division's one of the kind of been the constant kind of highlights, I think, with, uh, yeah. with AEW. Um, and I mean, Jarrett yeah. and Lethal beat Private Party on Rampage. That's mad. Uh, and Private Party, remember, when, when the company first started beating the young bucks yeah and uh with that huge up-and-coming team and they've it's kind of sad what's been going on with them for the last like uh, six months or so seems so anti AEW when they started having someone like jarrett and even to a point lethal he's been around for a long time i know you gotta have some of these these faces and names there but it seems misuse of lethal and mm. definitely seems misuse of a jeff jarrett if you're gonna have him don't i don't think they need him should have had someone else no, no. This is not what no. people tune into AEW for. No, he's. I mean, he's not really like the kind of name that I think would pop numbers as much as he's, you know, no. got a big history. He's, you know, he's not Hogan, not a rock or anything like that. Um, not at all. Yeah. I mean, maybe no. they're thinking his podcast has got so many listens, it's going to bring people from the podcast, but I don't know. I think it, I, I feel a lot less people listen to his podcast. I'm not sure. They seem to be just repeating themselves, all these old, <clears throat> old men wrestlers. Now, chat me up uh, here, Jeff, uh, talking about WCW. Well, what you got here is uh, is the investment of the merchandise led to the the roll on TNA. It just makes no sense. Thank you for speaking about a hard speaking about a hard match. I'd like to get hard with some Blue Chew. They're our sponsors for today's show, It's too much, man. They're all right. Those those podcasts. I think, like I said, you need to be more like jumping into a topic you're very very interested in before i used to listen to them all the time but mm. sort of everyone's repeating themselves hearing the same stories now yeah 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 not oh, what a uh, lovely cup of tea test lovely cup of tea here on this sunday afternoon sunday afternoon wrestling test rather than sunday evening know. what are you I gonna do on sunday evening you're watching england game 
I watched the England game. Yeah, I'm gonna. I might do some overtime for work. I'm very close to finishing, finally finishing editing this uh, this wedding film. So before we went live, I was doing uh, what's known as the color grading. That's where Ooh. it looks nice. Yeah, yeah. Add a bit of spice to the image. Um, so then that will be done. So yeah, I might do some overtime at work. Um, maybe have a green tea, chill out, do some Ooh. homework. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, got my first Sunday free in 47 weeks. Oh, very nice. <laughs> what am I going to do with it? Unbelievable. <laughs> not that uh, I don't dislike doing MOS. It's funny to have a Sunday night, you know, when I don't have to do anything. Yeah. The only other two times on my dad's boat and then doing that stupid Bon Jovi gig with all the dogs there. I might actually get an early night on a Sunday night for a oh, change. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's madness, isn't it? I might do too. Wow. Revolution. <laughs> Go to sleep at a reasonable time. <laughs> Next bit of news, uh, Moving on. Um,. Well, I, I guess just before we, we we jump ahead, do you want the acclaimed to? We didn't actually uh, answer the lose? question, did we? No, no. Um, do you want FTR to take the belts? I mean, for me, I want the acclaimed to have a long run because I just find them so damn entertaining. And FTR, I do think, are the best tag team in the world. But I do get annoyed with the constant moaning that I see online. Not so much from them necessarily. I mean, sometimes Dax does of this oh we never get used oh we don't get mm. used right like you're holding three different tag belts and you do tend to appear maybe not in a match but i mean th- there's this moaning thing which i've just started to see quite often over the years that makes well, me think they I lose don't want to shut them up yeah i don't I, I don't think it's the right time to take the belts off the acclaim because they're just so damn funny no, the acclaim need to be FTR, but I can see FTR winning and taking the belts over to New Japan just because it looks good for New Japan. Looks good for New Japan, and they've held the IWGP tag titles for a while now on yeah. AEW TV. So I guess you know, vice versa, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't want them to lose. No, we'll see. We'll see. Well, they've still got that Jarrett Lethal match. I think Jarrett and Lethal will mess it up, and then that winter is coming. We'll have a Jarrett Lethal FTR versus the Acclaim match. Cool. <laughs> He's the odd one out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh God. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that whole thing, which we never, we never got a, a call back to. Um, when Christ, who was involved in it? We had the motorcycle machine guns, but it wasn't a straight tag match, was it? Because motorcycle machine guns and Jay Lethal was it? Yeah, yeah. Versus and we... Wardlow, Joe, and Darby. oh no, it was Wardlow and was it Wardlow and FTR? Yes. Because I'm, I'm sure that it was like, why can't we just have FTR versus Motor City Machine yeah, Guns, yeah. which would be much better. Yeah, they don't always need to add someone, like another team to these matches. I don't know. Well, let's move on. AEW announces Juice Robinson signing and challenging for the Ring of Honor TV title. Robinson cut a promo on Friday's AEW Rampage episode, issuing a challenge to Samoa Joe for final battle. Excalibur then noted on commentary that Robinson has signed with the company and that challenging Joe is his first act as an official roster member. Robinson, a New Japan Pro Wrestling regular and member of the promotion's Bullet Club, made his AEW debut in September 2022 in a world title eliminator match against John Moxley in a losing effort. He looked like a badass in that match, um, mm. but this is more signings of <laughs> quite quality quality talent just filling up that roster. It pretty much goes to show that, that the ROH roster is like a secondary AEW roster now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have TV time for all of it, no, which everyone says. No, there's not. There really isn't. I mean, I've just gone onto the AEW website because I thought, let's have a look at the latest roster. And 
uh, there's a lot of scrolling. Is that? <laughs> there's so much scrolling. I mean, like we've got people like the first woman's roster that appears is uh, is Abaddon. I haven't seen her in a very long time. The men's there's oh, Jesus. There's there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> they have got Mr. Brody Lee Jr. in there. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, another name to again, like you say, he's a huge talent. Like he is, he is actually really good. But is it going to be someone else that we see a couple of weeks of matches and then I know. We maybe we maybe see them as a lumberjack or something or breaking up a fight? You know, I think they've got all these champion belts. Well, I'm looking at the, I'm just looking at the AEW website as well. Uh, podcast listeners and mm. man, champions, men's roster, and the. <sighs> And these are only Angelico. You forget these people are there. I'm just going to go through them. That you go. So people, Aaron Solo, Factory, never see him. Alex Reynolds, I'll never see him. Andrade's not been on for ages. Got their singles records as well. Wow. Anthony Gogo, never see him. Where's he been? Al Fox has just signed us. I mean, they've just got Juice Robinson, and they've signed Bandido. He's done nothing. Bandido finally signed, and then it's like, oh, we've got him signed now. He's not on TV. (laughs) Billy Gunn looks like a shriveled prune up on the website. Oh god, that's not a good picture, is it? No, uh, that's mad. I mean, goodness me, Brian Pillman Junior. Is he injured or something? Because he's not been there for a while now. Brian Danson, Brad, Brock Hansen. Goodness me, Cash Jericho, Chris, Christopher Daniels. Is Christopher he still Daniels? wrestling? I thought he was purely backstage now. Still got CM relations. Punk on there as well, actually. Oh yeah, CM Punk. Uh, boom Boom next to Boom Boom Colt Cabana that's just <laughs> funny isn't it <laughs> they got Jeff Hardy on there still as well wow Jeff Jarrett's oh, yeah. up there properly as well Colt Who's Josh Woods Jeff, Jeff. who's Josh Woods oh Josh Woods is one of oh god is he one of the um... I can't remember the name of the tag team it's him and the, one of the guy that's in like the um... the grooms oh Christ it's another tag team he's part of another tag team that I can't remember um, let me have a look. Josh Woods. Yeah, he had he's had a couple of rampage matches recently. He wears tiny boots. Luther of the, the Chaos Project. What? Oh God, why is he still there? He is crap. Um, Takeshita signed. We haven't seen him. I know it's only recently that he's signed. There's but so many people here. It's just mad, isn't it? Um, Lance Archer gets used so infrequently, which is just insane. It is crazy how many people. Parker Bordeaux. He recently signed, didn't he? Yeah, he's on Dark and stuff. Yeah, but, you know all these yeah. people. You never see him. Goodness me, so many people. Matt like... Seidel I've not seen for a no, while. I don't know if I think he was injured. injured. Um, Nick Camarato do see occasionally, but just on the outside. Yeah, Sting, undefeated, 13-0. Great. <laughs> Sonny Kiss, you never see. Too many people, man. There's so no, many people. Sonny, Sonny Kiss, we last saw when he was joining that stable, which I remember complaining about that stable because it's just another stable. Haven't seen them since. <laughs> yeah. The, the stable with uh, Davari. Yeah, yeah, Davari. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, man. Terrible. Butcher and the Blade, why are they getting featured more? Oh, man. But the signing of Juice Robinson just goes, where's he going to be when you've got someone like Bandido never being used? Oh, man. Christ. I mean, look at the women's roster. AQA or Aqua, don't know, I don't think I've ever seen her. Amy Sakura, we've not seen for ages. Uh, Lever Bates, I'm assuming it's just more backstage or unless she's been injured for a long time. I think Layla Hirsch is injured. Rebels had one match. Paige Van Zandt we've not seen for a very long no, time. No, yeah, she signed up, didn't she? God. Yeah, Rocky, Rebel sucks. <laughs> said one match, Paige Van Zandt. Why did they even say yeah, she signed Yeah, she was then? in that, mi- that mixed tag. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ruby Soho's recently returned. Um, Serena Deeb, we've not seen for a little while on main TV. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki, we've not really seen much of recently. Uh, Willow Nightingale, she's good though. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm liking Willow Nightingale. You, she's got quite an infectious um, and the uh, positive good. attitude. Yeah. yeah. I like her heels. A community for women's wrestling fans. What's this? Yeah. Access to exclusive AW Heels events. Sorry, podcasters. We're just looking at the AW website. <laughs> um, anyway, so Juice Robinson. Um, yes, Juice Robinson. He, what's he going to be doing there? Unbelievable he signed. It's just, just too many I, people, dude. I, I mean, I'm hoping, like I say, I'm probably not going to watch the event. It's Christmas time. Got to buy gifts for the family and all that malarkey. So it's it's, it's an expense I can't I've really... I've got a voodoo Vegas gig. Yeah, and I don't want to pay 20 quid for that either. Exactly. I... I can only hope that at, at the event there's some sort of official announcement because I know there's been little bits here and there that never really get kind of confirmed about ROH TV. They, AEW have gotten better in the last few weeks, I feel, of not oversaturating the shows with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Because for, for a period it was like, is this Ring of Honor with a bit 50, of AEW? 50, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do just feel, especially with the roster as big as it is now, we need to we need to kind of have Ring of Honor talent on Ring of Honor shows, AEW talent on AEW shows, because there's so many people that don't get TV time and things just get muddled. Um, It'd be better. I mean, imagine that if you split those two rosters into an ROH and an AEW roster, mm. two banging rosters there, because Yeah, exactly, exactly. We can then start, you know, having more multi-layered feuds rather than... You've got a main feud and then you've got these random title matches that happen. I, I made the uh, wrestling wouldn't exist if interruptions, if people didn't interrupt to interrupt people. Like every mm. feud is based on an interruption pretty much. Even yeah. A, We're now backstage with, so, oh, there's an interruption yeah. probably instead of word. Yeah. Why didn't you speak about it before? That's this. <laughs> Both companies. Um, exactly. There we go. Uh, next one says. So Dustin Rhodes says 2023 will be his last year wrestling. Wow. Rhodes made the announcement at Saturday's Blizzard Brawl event for Great Lakes Championship Wrestling. Rhodes is currently signed to AEW. He made his professional wrestling debut in 1988. Uh, Rhodes spent his early career in WCW as the natural Dustin Rhodes. He joined WWE in 1995, portraying the character of Goldust for several years before rejoining WCW in 1999. He returned to WWE in 2002 as Goldust and wrestled there spor um, sporadically through 2019. He also made appearances for Impact Wrestling. Legend. Real yep. legend. I think. I I hope we get a story with him because he's, he's kind of... He deserves it, doesn't he? A proper yeah. story. We haven't seen him for a little while, but when we have seen him over the last year, two years, it has been... He's against Wardlow. Putting him in a match and then we don't see him again for a while or he's there supporting... Uh, not Serena Dean, was it uh, uh, Thunder Rosa? Yeah. Wasn't he associated with her for a bit? I would like I would like him to have a little feud with someone, at least, you know, in, in this last time, not just... Unless, of course, he has a story of... In um, storyline, this is my final year, and yeah. he starts then having banger matches. But I just don't want to see him pop up once, and then maybe six months later we see him pop up again. I'd like... A storyline, I'm entering yeah. the, the, the Sonic the Hedgehog ring match <laughs> at revolution you know i'm gonna win that yeah. and get a title shot or get a tnt title shot or something i don't know something cool yeah. like that that'd be good that's, that's I mean, different than jarrett because you got it sounds weird like dustin's been there since the start of aw 
and you'd like to see him having a good run for his final year. Jarrett has just come in and he's wrestling all the time and you've got like people like Bandido not wrestling. Silly, what? Yeah. I mean, I I'd like, I think it'd be a great little storyline if he was to go in and, and win that ring and yeah you could argue oh shouldn't an up-and-comer get it but for them to then go look this is my final year i want a, my final go around I want one more championship he wins that. i want a chance at the title and then i'm and i'm done and then if mgf's still the champion yeah he can then say i ended the career of you know Dustin one Rose. of the roads or something like that and it's, then when i a... come to wwe i'm gonna come for you cody he's like oh my goodness <laughs> yeah exactly you know so i think there's it, it, it benefits both parties. That's one of those things where it's not just going to be a throwaway match. Yeah, just give him a story, Tony Carney. Go on. Yeah, go on. Go on, Tony. Go on, Tony. Go on, Tony. Give, him, give Dustin Rhodes a story. But, uh, yes. There we go, Tez. That was the news. There we go. That was the news. That was the news. That was the news, Tez. That was the wrestling news. There we go. So that was the wrestling news, Tez. And uh, we won't cut to a break because we are not live. So we don't need to um, go and have a pee break. Unless you, <laughs> unless you need one on this recording. I'm good. I'm good. I'm thanks, good too. Man. So there we go. Uh, but the, guys, if you want to support the NWS Network, there's great ways you can support it. Come and check us out here on the lines. Please do give us a review on the Amazon and the Apple and the Spotify podcasts. A few people were posting up their Spotify and Apple wrapped and we were their most listened to podcast. So thank you to everyone who uh, makes the NWS Network your podcast of choice here on the Information Superhighway. Tez is back this Tuesday with Ministry of Horror. And like he said, he's going into the Cronenbergs. Sounds like a mm. weird sitcom. Cronenbergs. <laughs> so Tez will be back on Tuesday with Ministry of Horror. And of course, this Thursday, we've got Tourney Years as well. Bera, um, uh, Bericles and Dave will be back with another episode of Tourney Years, one of the most popular podcasts here on the MOS Network, reviewing uh, the fallout from Starcade 1989, I believe. So we'll see where they are with that uh, event. And go and check out Tourney Years this Thursday here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and uh, all the other places we do the podcast. And guys, thank you very much as well for supporting the show. Really good to have you all here, like I say. And thanks for a great 2020 so uh we will get into we won't preview all of final battle tests but uh what do you think is going to happen between claudio castagnoli and chris jericho i think if, claudio castagnoli is going to lose yeah because you have to join the uh, jericho appreciation society yeah I, I i think short term a bit of entertainment because um you know will we potentially see a revived tag team of uh of him and jake hager mm. that would be cool i what what I don't want to happen is for eight uh, is for Claudio to we get a couple of weeks of kind of entertainment with him being the consummate professional, being forced to be a sports entertainer, but then he becomes a background guy because it wasn't that long ago that um, Daniel Garcia was one of the yeah. main stories, and now he's a background he's guy. Background guy, yeah. He's going against Wheelie Utah as well for the Pure Championship, which was at the last uh, ROH pay. Yeah, is are those the only two guys that can fight yeah. in that division or something? I know, We're mad. Um, but what do you, do you reckon? I reckon Jericho win. That's a great story going out, isn't it? No, Claudio yeah. has to lose. It'd be fun to see that. It's entertaining, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Just yeah. to beat up Wheelie Utah. You got to do what I say. I don't, but you do. <laughs> and then beats him up. It'd be great. Beat the shit out of Wheelie Utah. Or, yeah, exactly but... they they won't do it but you could have Jericho and Claudio first and then uh, Jericho beats him and then Claudio screws Utah in the pure match but that's not how pure championship works either no 
Uh, but yeah, Jericho has to beat him, I think. I think so. I think so. That should be good. And uh, yeah. some other talk in the, in this week on the wrestling uh, grapevine this week is uh, that there's talk that The Rock is going to be in this year's Royal Rumble, Tez, now. And he will win to challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That's been reported on the Wrestling Observer and a few other places this this weekend as we're recording. What do you think? I mean, Rock in the Rumble. He doesn't have I mean, to. He doesn't have to do that. No. On one hand, let's say I'm just a regular fan and I haven't heard this news. If I'm watching the Rumble and I hear the Rock's music hit, before logic sets oh, in, I'm going to think, "Holy shit, this is insane!" Yeah, I did not see this coming, right? Um. I'm, it's conflicting because I'm someone I love the Rumble, it's my favourite event but I always like to have either someone logical like in the storyline they've been building towards it, winning it or a new person getting that chance you know, to be elevated. The Rock winning it to me just feels like Brock Lesnar has entered, entered himself into the Rumble and he Things goes on worse. and wins it. Yeah, because it's like are we this this seems like a step backwards as much as he's a huge name he'll be huge it just the feels like is he going against Roman I, I, logic to me says Cody I don't want to Sammy. see Roman Cody lose the belt Sammy. I don't want Roman to lose the belt to anyone I was having this conversation <laughs> with Martin on Friday spoilers for the best of year uh, Roman should never lose the belt just give up and retire give to it me, up split the belt to me, I just think that there's so much story if Sammy Sammy wins it and conflict. That, that and would stuff. be good. Sammy I just wins think, it. I think the plan would have been if he was fit and ready for for Cody because he's been this huge babyface since returning. But the Sammy storyline, this is like the best storyline work in WWE in years. Yeah, I love it. I love the whole bloodline stuff. Um, so Rock winning that kind of would feel like when uh, Rock beat Punk. At the Rumble, yeah, yeah, Punk yeah. had this huge, huge year. Rock comes in as the biggest star, and then just goes against Cena. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think if you had um, Sammy win, man, that that'd be so good for story, wouldn't it? Yeah. <sighs> Would they do it? Because Rock doesn't have to go for the belt, but then Rock kind of has to go against Roman. Can't see him going against anywhere else. There's talk. There's been I've seen like mentions of fantasy booking of you know it's two nights of mania. Why not have Roman defend one bout one night, one bout the other night? Which on it kind of makes sense, but at the same point, in lo- logically, why would anyone say Roman? I want you for one of your belts. Yeah, you wouldn't you'd be like I want to take the titles from you and let's do the classic Lex Luger Bret Hart double elimination. Yeah, that could work. And that splits well, Sammy, the belt. Sammy and the Rock. <laughs> Seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Sammy Zayn <laughs> and the Rock. It's still hardly Lex Luger and Bret Hart or Batista and Cena. Um, man, I don't know. Like, just, it'd be. I suppose you should take it for what it is. But oh, it should be someone else. But if the Rock is in it, it'd be very entertaining, and it'd be mm. cool to see. I prefer the Rock being back than Austin last year. I wasn't too keen on Austin being in that match myself, uh, or this year. Sorry. But yeah, it would be great if it was someone like Sammy, wouldn't it? Does yeah. that sell tickets? If WrestleMania's already sold out, we'll buy it anyway. Sa- Sammy winning would have that feel if he won the, the Rumble. And let's say Fancy Book and he didn't. He went on to, to dethrone Roman. Unbelievable. That, w- that would have that feeling of like when, when Kofi won. At yeah. Mania, where it was just like, 
Okay, awesome. Because like the, the Kofi build, that was brilliant. It was a shorter time scale, but yeah, the, the build up of him coming close and then getting it kind of taken away from him. I don't know. I, the, the fancy book inside of me says it's got to be Sammy, but like The Rock is a huge star. I just, to me, I don't necessarily see from a safety point of view The Rock going in the Rumble because there's so, unless it was him as the number 30 and there's only two people in there. Yeah. Pu- purely because of like insurance, as he's a huge star, he's always got films on the go or films to be filmed. I can't see him going in to a match where there's a whole bunch of people so many moving components potentially higher risk for an accident or an injury to happen yeah maybe i mean it's a lot of punching and kicking in the royal rumble isn't it but i see yeah. me. <laughs> um he's got to take an over the top rope bump it's been like 10 years since his last match as well wasn't it against cena yeah uh, it's a long time well, he, he was a bit he older then that, he had that match with eric rowan oh yeah he? that yeah. was six years ago or maybe goodness me time around that's quite a while back yeah Wow. No, um, I'd like to see The Rock in there, I guess, but that's it would be great if someone like Sammy won it. Mm. Wouldn't it? Such a, what great, who would have thought in the summer we'd be in this situation where you think Sammy might win the Royal Rumble and that'd be good for a storyline? Unbelievable. I, one potential that's kind of just crept into my head, I don't know whether they'd do it because they'd probably see more worth in having The Rock in the ring, but, you know, have having The Rock sort of return and kind of, you know, playing i'm i'm actually the big dog around here with the family dynamic but maybe him then um putting support behind sammy to create more friction i don't know Matt, like could he return but not be in the ring or he, i just don't want them to derail the story yeah or he returns and he's part of the bloodline and like you say he's the mm. you need to acknowledge me no acknowledge me you know he su- comes in su- supposedly supporting um yeah. roman and then that builds tension there but then that undermines sammy's situation that's it yeah i i think i think that probably they didn't anticipate sammy just becoming so over um during this whole thing um, i think there's a likelihood you're going to see sammy and kevin owens go against the usos in reality at wrestlemania which on paper is is great but it just it just, it feels like doesn't it feels like he deserves more yeah yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. I'd like to see... I'm interested to see where it goes. And Rumble season is, is one of the best seasons as well. Mm. It's definitely... Rumble is the best match. The, I yeah. love the Rumble. Such a good good match to watch. Looking forward to that next year. And then we get into into the, the WrestleMania season, mate. Exactly. WrestleMus. WrestleMus. So WrestleMus. Should, we, should we get to this week in wrestling history, Tez? Let's do it. Let's go. Short Ministry Slam this week, uh, guys. But... Ooh. I've just closed my screen. Crap. Oh, no. Damn it. Luckily, I didn't close the recording thing. Or else that would have been a massive pain in the ass. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. But I haven't. We're still alive. So go for it. Uh, this week in wrestling history, December 5th, 2005, Bischoff gets binned. After three and a half years in the position, Eric Bischoff's reign as general manager of Raw came to an end. John Cena dumped Bischoff in the back of a garbage truck to mark his farewell as a WWE full-time character after Vince McMahon's mock trial. Didn't didn't Vince knock Bischoff in the bin? I thought Vince put him in the bin. I I stopped uh, watching at this time. Oh man! But Bischoff was a great on-screen character in WWE. I remember I hearing about it. I remember hearing about when Bischoff arrived. That's when I'd kind of stopped watching, but I'd hear you know little little tidbits about it at school. Um, 
but yeah, I was completely out of the. Uh, were you, I was were completely you, lapsed. Were you relative? Did you were you aware of who Eric Bischoff was when he came in then? Yeah, I knew he was the the WCW guy. Um, I didn't know too much about like I'd never heard his kind of his commentary. I just always had the impression before kind of seeing anything retrospectively that he was the boss that thought he was one of the boys. Yes. Um, and was then at one point part of the NWO or was, I don't know, one of those things where from the outside looking in, that whole story seemed quite convoluted with uh, with NWO becoming massive, like in terms of size. So I didn't know too much about him. I didn't really see too much about him until much later. I thought as an on-screen character and still even in TNA, him on the microphone is great. He's one of the great people on the microphone as an on-screen wrestling character. Really good. Even when he's popped up in AEW, he's been pretty good. Uh, I think when he was in the Fed, it was shocking, really shocking. It's a shame he wasn't there for the invasion when he could have been part of the yeah could have been part of the invasion, or they maybe delayed the WCW situation when they could have got all these guys. It could have been so much better, which has been said a million times on wrestling yeah. podcasts here, there, and everywhere. But Bishop as an on-screen performer was really, really good. He's great on the microphone. He's just you just really don't like him, but in a good way. Do you know what I mean he's one of those yeah. those characters you don't like? But he's not, he's not like Jeff Jarrett in AEW, which you're just like, what? What is this? You know, you don't like Bischoff's character, but that that makes you like him. If that makes yeah, sense. Exactly. Exactly. It's not go away. He it's, no. Yeah. Bit like I know what you mean. yeah. So him there, and then, yeah, he had a good three year run there, a long time as the Raw General Manager. All that stuff with Austin was really good in 2003. Great, great runs. Great run. Even a match with Austin, a couple matches, I think. Bought in the big gold belt as well, just gave it a Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, how, how how do they think that would go well? Like, we'll just give the title. I know, I know. Bischoff. I like Eric Bischoff. I do like him. Um, and um, yeah, fair play to him, really. It's, that was the random. I mean, we kept on seeing him five years later being TNA, running yeah. TNA, and has been back and forth to WWE in the Hall of Fame now. Shame he didn't get inducted with the NWO. Bit weird. Hmm. Yeah, because. Again, I did. I didn't see NWO at the time. I've only seen bits, um, you know, afterwards. But uh, X Pac was called six, wasn't he? Because he was the sixth member. Yeah. So why were only four of them inducted? Who who was uh, number four and five before him? Four was Ted DiBiase. Okay. I think five was the Big Show. The Giant. Oh right. Okay. Huh. So I wonder why I they think... got left out I've got no idea well they because they think who was the fifth end I remember the giant yeah the giant yeah mm, was the okay. giant so and the sixth member was six yeah I don't know I think they they, they uh, put X-Pac with Nash and Hall don't they I sort of expect them all yeah, to be because yeah. the click um, the click the band the band the click <laughs> yeah um, but yeah Eric Bischoff great great guy there we go um Next up, December 6th, 2004, Lita and Trish main event Raw. The WWE Women's Championship was won by Lita over Trish Stratus. It was the last time a women's match was the main event on Monday Night Raw until 2016. Wow. So, 12 years. Is that right? No. Yeah, 12 years yeah, for 12 a women's years. match to main event WWE. Silly. When you had two people like that as well, Trish and Lita. And they were great. Yeah. But then you went into all the bra and panties situation, didn't you? And the diva searches and all that crap. Yeah, it it, it really kind of became a case of 
we'll maybe just put the women in matches occasionally, but more often they're models or you know cheerleaders and real sort of a shame. Yeah, how, how it how it went. So I'm, I'm so time. glad women's wrestling in the Fed is is nothing like that anymore. Yeah, I think it's great. Some often they have the best matches on the card. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You actually like it, you know? I think it's brilliant. I, I, many years of doing MOS all those years ago, you'd be watching something and being like, oh, "Women's match, go for a pee." That was the joke. Yeah. The women's match the, was the, the piss pee break. break. Yeah, but it's not anymore. I mean, it's great. These guys set the set the precedent, I guess. Do you think we'll see any of these in the Royal Rumble, Lita or Trish? Probably one of them. Probably, probably one of, if not both. I'd imagine Lita or Trish. I could see either of them, year, didn't she? Yeah, I could see either of them, and they could still go. You know. Which is crazy because this is like um, eighteen years ago, something twelve, like twelve. No, I mean yeah. it's now from two thousand and four to oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that is quite crazy actually. Yeah, eighteen, yeah. Years. bloody eighteen years, unbelievable, Tess. Time <laughs> just to make everyone feel old. I oh, know we're all getting old, guys. We're getting old. And the last one, Tess. Last one, December sixth, two thousand and eight. Hogan proves Rodman is NWO for life. In Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling Series, Dennis Rodman is declared the winner. In the final, he defeated Todd Bridges uh, from US sitcom Different Strokes. Of course Dennis Rodman won. He's in the NWO. He wrestled mm. the main event of the WCW pay-per-view. Um, did you ever see any of this, Tez? I watched all of it. Did you really? <laughs> I watched this back in the day. And I watched, this I watched most... Hogan's no- Hogan Knows Best as well. This is the most shocking moment of uh, Ministry of Slam, Tez, that you watched all of Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling. What was your favourite bit of it? I mean, RVD was in there. Goldberg? Um, Goldberg was there. There was also one of the Nasty Boys, which is the first time I ever saw any of the Nasty Boys, and I thought, he's a pro wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> this, this 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 chubby redneck um uh yeah i mean it was it was interesting it was interesting because i i remember distinctly the episode where they were learning how to use weapons which is why i think they had rvd there yeah and uh hogan was taking chair shots to the back and they were just saying oh is it like a gimmick chair like how do you how do you do it so it looks like when you work a punch or work a kick and they went wait well, you just got to do it and they're like uh. what like yeah, I mean, there's you, uh, it will look if you're swinging a chair at someone's back or stomach, it will just look bad if you don't actually make contact. So you've just got to learn to just take it. <laughs> and I remember some of them being like, the "Fuck, are we doing here?" <laughs> oh man, no, it, it, it was entertaining. I I have a soft spot for trashy, um, trashy reality TV. Sometimes old Screech was in it. Rest Sadly, in peace, Dustin yeah. Dustin Diamond, Frank yeah. Stallone, Aaron Murphy. Eric Esch, Danny Boniducci, Todd Bridges, uh, Nikki Zerling, Tiffany Dorish. Who is she from? Oh, Tiffany. I think I'm alone now. 51. Wow. Wow. So she was 14 years ago. I remember the guy, Danny Doring, whatever his name was, um, was one of these guys that was like, yeah, I'm a hard man. I'm I'm an actual hard nut. I don't know why. And I remember Dustin Diamond and him coming to blows a couple of times because because uh, Screech Screech blesses bless his soul as a bit of a wind up or right. I think he was I don't think the Saved by the Bell cast got on with him uh, yeah yeah when, yeah so yeah he seems like one of those personalities that you could imagine is entertaining on TV I imagine I wouldn't like him in person no I wouldn't I don't think he would. I think he annoyed a lot of people that's why he wasn't in the revival uh, no, when it came no. out um, of course he stabbed someone as well so and he was in jail that's probably oh, yeah, shit. 
yeah, just uh, just casually. Yeah, he's Nick, Nicky Zeering was a uh, model actress and was Playboy's Playmate of the Month from in 1997. And then 11 wow. years later, she was in Hulk Hogan's Celebrity Championship Wrestling. She That's was also, when you know you've made it. She was also the team captain of the 2004 Los Angeles Temptation Squad for the Laundry Bowl. Did you watch that, Tez? I think I heard about the Laundry Bowl on Old School MOS. And oh, I remember going, hmm, what's this, Google? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and who else was in it? Uh, Frank Stallone. Is that Sylvester Stallone's brother? American yeah, his brother, yeah. He's the youngest brother of actors of West Stallone, written many of Stallone's music. Erin Murphy is best known actress of Tabitha's her role as young Tabitha Stevens in television sitcom Bewitched. Oh. All right. Hmm. Eric Esch, Butterbean. Surprised he didn't do very well. Danny Bonaducci. Dustin Diamond, sadly passed away. And Trisha Cantonella is a Playboy, another Playboy model. Hogan knows where he gets where he wants to get all his uh, contestants for his celebrity championship <laughs> wrestling, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I'm noticing a pattern here. I know. Wow, maybe we should go back and watch some uh, Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling. Is it better than Cody Dean is stabbing Eric Young? I mean, it's. I'd say it's better than Hogan Knows Best, which was... Yeah, that was that. real trash TV. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing one episode where um, he was talking to a friend of his daughter's, this guy... And he was trying to ascertain how gay the guy was. Because <laughs> he was basically just saying, oh, so you're definitely not going to try it on my daughter. So you're fu- you're fully gay then. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But you're definitely 100% gay. And it's like, what are you getting at here? Oh, Does it, said that- doesn't <laughs> really work well in 20, uh, 2022. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I remember no. trying to watch that. It was hard to watch at the time, I think. It was on VH1. Odd family. It was, Odd, yeah, yeah, VH1, yeah, yeah. And they all broke up, didn't they? Hmm. Still want to go to his karaoke bar. One day I'll go. Yeah. Good. So uh, <laughs> there we go, Tez. That was this week in wrestling history, and uh, yes. I think we will wrap up the show because, of course, the two eleven quiz is more of an interactive thing with the chat yeah. room and stuff. Can't do it live right now, and it's, it's Sunday Sunday afternoon. It's, the, it's, the, mm. it's as we're recording this. Uh, can't be it all intense. The Sunday night is intense stuff. But uh, nice. thank you very much, everyone, checking out the show. Really appreciate it. Like we've said, and uh, sorry for the short show, but. We really couldn't go live when England were playing in the World Cup. I think uh, no. we have zero viewers. Uh, <laughs> um, but thank you, everybody. Thank you, Tez. Good to see you. And uh, you'll be live back on Tuesday when you're you Ministry Horror. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday. Latest news, reviews, and we're going to be talking about some of the films of David Cronenberg. Cool, cool. And uh, remember, check out Tony. Also, Tez has been doing some streaming on Twitch. Where can I find you, Tez? twitch.tv forward slash tezius which is t-e-z-z-i-u-s i play a mixture of horror games uh watch parties we watch uh, horror films and comedy and stuff like that uh, i'm going to be coming to the end at some point this week of uh the devil in me which is like an interactive horror game film and then also i recently started the callista protocols so we did a couple of hours of that on friday some point uh, in the coming week i'll be doing a bit more of that um but you've also been doing some streaming on twitch as well haven't yeah, you? yeah we've if no one caught it on the youtube we decided not to we're trying to suss out the youtube channel uh doing different things maybe isn't conducive for that youtube algorithm as everyone talks about so we've moved all the gaming that we do uh over to twitch so i've back i i'm back doing twitch as under the voodoo rocks moniker so twitch.tv slash voodoo underscore rocks so if you want to come and hang out come and see me over there we're going to play some games meryl joins me for retro saturdays we won't be live this saturday because voodoo vegas are playing a gig in bournemouth which would be cool our first gig in, a, in about a year so that'd be really good fun 
And um, yeah, and like I said, the the schedule for the Christmas or the next few weeks of Ministry of Slam before the new year will be a live show next Sunday, normal Ministry of Slam. And then on the 18th, we will be doing a the World Cup, which will probably be the World Cup final as well. So <laughs> chances are it's probably not a good idea to be live. We will be doing a... Um, Best of the year will go out into the YouTube and onto the podcast feed. And then on Christmas week, we will put out the worst of the year. So join us. And we've got some great MOS contributors. Crimson Mail, Erratic Agent, uh, MOS legend Martin Mathers is back. Bericles and Dave <laughs> from Attorney Years, Ted and me will give all our best and worst of the year. I'll cross blade for those shows. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining us for this uh, shorter Ministry of Slam. And we will see you guys on the flip flop. Please remember, if you listen to this podcast, give this show a five star review on any of the podcast platforms you listen to or a review. We'd very much appreciate it. Uh, if you think we deserve five, we would very much, very, very much appreciate that when we test. We would. We would. If you could give us 10, we'd appreciate 10. We'll but I think you, five's the maximum. We will give you 25 stars back and a yes. cuddle when we see you in person and buy you some biscuits. Um, no? Is that wrong? <laughs> biscuits? <laughs> I'll maybe give a handshake. Handshake and biscuits. Yeah, biscuits. I we'll got give some you, digestives. We'll give you some biscuits. All right. Thank you, guys. Much love. We'll see you guys. Goodbye. <laughs>